When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble Friday edition, brought to you by Manscaped for the best and men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for all our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code, code Rabble at manscaped.com. So go and check it out. So my name's, I'm hosting tonight. My name's Derek McMillan. I'm joined by Wilf. How are you, mate? I'm fine, Derek. Fine, good, mate. good to see you. And I'm also joined by Graham. How's things? Aye, not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good to see you. And I'm also joined by Debutant Scott. Another Scott. I'm hoping your nickname is Youngie, mate. How you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm Youngie's fine. How are you, sir? Youngie's fine. I'll call you Scott tonight and then Youngie if the rest are on. Right? So, well, we'll come to you first. The Elder Statesman of the group. Now, we, we had a great result last night. And obviously, we've had the live reaction. So, I don't want to spend too much time on it but take it you're a happy man today yeah happy happy with that it was never never going to be easy at the the spaghetti had but uh, but yeah I mean we, we, we dug in we got I mean it's I know it's a thing that, that, that they said that they said it last night the old um, we wouldn't have won that game last year you know we just dug it in I mean it looked like it was going to be one of those nights Morelos kept missing chance after chance after chance and you thought this isn't happening but then we got we got a wee, a wee bit of wee bit of luck dug in. T- uh, t- terrific goal, really. If you, if you look at it, at the time it looked it was a bit scrappy, but it was actually a, a terrific goal in the end. And we were we were well won. Yeah, the win. And it's uh, on to Saturday. We three points on Saturday, and it's it's basically basically uh, Dormy title, isn't it? You know what I mean, really. There's one for a yeah, game. I mean it's it was a good performance game, was it? Well, good performance, maybe not the right word, but we, a good result, wasn't it? Aye, great result, mate. Uh, it's one of the results that you just grind it out. Uh, that's what champions do, mate. And 
that's the reason why we're champions this year. It's <laughs> <laughs> giving me goosebumps here. It's, I, I was a bit dodgy up until a couple of weeks ago, but I'll let you say that tonight. <laughs> uh, the score, you think you're a happy man today, yeah? I mate, buzzing with the result, obviously. Obviously, it was never going to be easy, especially in that surface against the kind of team where they are. It's all good, sit back, but we've got the win, which I thought was 100% deserved, and move on to Saturday, hopefully another three points. Aye, it, fingers crossed. I mean, we're four points away, but I mean, I've got a funny feeling it'll be done at the weekend. Fingers crossed. Now, anyway, Morelos was involved in an incident last night that I've just had kind of breaking news before I come on tonight that obviously got a book, booking for simulation that the club's appealing. Well, we had to appeal that, didn't we? Well, we did. I mean, the, the only people in the ground, the only people in the world that seemed to think it was it was a booking, it was a dive, was it was the match officials. I mean, as the manager said after the, after the game, you can accept one of them getting it wrong. But the referee's looking straight at it, the linesman's looking straight at it, the fourth official's looking straight at it. You know, it's an empty stadium, you can hear the contact, and even if they don't think it's a penalty, it certainly isn't a dive, because you can't make yourself fall the way, the way that Morelos fell. You know, if you don't think it was enough for a penalty, which it obviously was, but I mean, referees are human, they can get that wrong. It's 100% not a dive. So there's no way that there's no way that yellow card can stand, and I think it, I mean it affected the game. I mean there was a there was a ball in the middle of the second half when Alfie's running through on the keeper and he pulled out. Ah, that's right, huh? No, because mm-hmm. if he gets it wrong, he's off. If he touches the keeper, he's off because he's already on a yellow. I fully believe if he's not already booked, he goes for that. And the worst that will happen if he gets it wrong is he gets booked. If he gets it right, he scores, and that could that could have cost us last night. You know? Totally agree. I mean, I know the exact incident you're talking about, and I was thinking when he was going through, it was kind of more towards the touchline, so that's why he kind of had the decision to pull out it. But yeah, mate, it changed them game, and Morelos plays on the edge. It totally took that away for him. Luckily, he got the winner. It didn't seem to affect his performance too much. Certainly, he's uh, dancing with his top off this week, Caroline, at the end anyway. But Graham, I mean, we've had some bad refereeing decisions, uh, and we, we kind of bemoan a lot about it on the pod, but that was horrific last night, wasn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have got the win though because you can complain a wee bit, bit better and more uh, when you've got the win it's not as if it's sour grapes because you've no dropped points or whatever so I'm glad we get the win but uh, it was a clear penalty you can tell and you can tell how raging Gerard was but uh, I was quite surprised to, like, how raging he was like, uh, to actually get sent off uh, I was thinking he was maybe actually doing that to show the players look uh, up your game in uh, the second half uh, that mentality like us against them and we'll get the win uh, I bet it was uh, definitely a penalty and hopefully he gets a uh, real card rescinded as well which is yeah, deserved I'd be surprised if he doesn't I mean it was for me the linesman was more to blame than the actual yeah. referee itself but even in yeah. live t- time watching it on Sky last night I'm shouting penalty straight away. It wasn't even uh, a, a doubt at real time. The Scott uh, Graham mentioned Gerard's reaction there. Were you surprised at that? He's usually quite calm. Yeah, he's normally quite a calm guy. Personally, I was more surprised at the reaction was Morelos, sort of laughing mm-hmm. it off. And because a couple of seasons ago, when he got booked in yeah. Europe, when he won qualifies and clapped clap the ref and then get sent off. His reaction, so I think that shows how far he's came. His reaction, sort of just laughing it off and smiling rather than going to the ref and maybe getting a second yell. So I thought more, I was more surprised at my else reaction compared to Gerard. 
Scott, great point, mate. Do you think that's um, do you think that's a maturity that Alfie's shown that he's not had previously? Yeah, we've seen a maturity in his game, always all round game, not being as selfish as he normally this season, especially. But I think he showed a maturity in his attitude and behaviour more than his actual game this season. Spot on, mate. And, and Wolf, what I loved about <clears throat> Alfie is he, he missed a couple of chances last night, but he kept he kept up and at them. There was no huffing, there was no head down, and he finally got what he deserved. Do you see an evolutionary a player here as a man? If that's a bit dramatic, but you know what I mean. No, absolutely. I mean, Scott's Scott's bang on. It's a great point that he makes. I mean, I think if I remember right, it was Ufa that you get sent off for applauding the referee um, after getting booked. And I mean, that's 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 just stupid, especially at that level. Because I mean, at, uh, at Europa League level, they're doing everything by the book yeah. to try and get moved up to Champions League. You know, the referees. So you. He can't do anything, they'll let him away with anything. So that I mean that was just naivety. But he certainly, I mean, he's his, his all round game's improved. He's he seems to have grown up. Whether fatherhood's had anything to do with that, he seems to have it's maybe just a coincidence, but his, his game seems to have come on a level since he became yeah. a father. And he screwed he screwed the nut a bit. I mean, that that last night, I was expecting to go absolutely mental when he pulled out the yellow card. He just walked away and went, I okay, fair enough. You know, which isn't isn't the way that he would have been previously, maybe a year, eighteen months ago. You know, you would have expected him to go screaming at the ref or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the manager took that off him. So. I mean, I, I, I will. I mean, Graham, Gerard's reaction was, for me, warranted that he maybe, well, I'm going to say maybe shouldn't have walked on the park, but, I mean, I don't know if I'd have been able to control myself either. Do you think it's just a culmination of bad decisions that's maybe maybe pissed him off too much and put him over the edge? Uh, it must have been, mate, I because he's never really acted for a decision that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, so, but it was rightly, I'm quite glad he did it because it's it'll give the referees something to think about as well. So hopefully that helps us a wee bit in the future. So. Yeah. I mean, Derek, you're, you, sorry, Derek, you're right, you're right to say that you probably shouldn't have walked onto the park. Where else can no, you go? I, I mean, no, no. He, said that, he said to the ref, look, I want to speak to you. And the referee basically ignored them. And they said, I'll talk to you inside. Well, how can he talk to him inside? Because mm. at Livingston, Livingston go to the dressing room, we go to one stand and the referee goes to another. So where's he supposed to go? To speak to the guy. So he has to speak to him on the pitch. And then, because the TV camera's there, Beaton just fucking basically ignores him. I mean, it was only when I watched it again after the game that I noticed that when he, he threw the first yellow at him, he didn't even look at him. Yeah. He was looking down the tunnel mm-hmm. when he flashed the yellow card. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so arrogant. So, so arrogant to the guy. Well, I didn't understand as well. See how when he gave him the first yellow... To my, well, what I thought I seen was Gerard walking away. So why did they get the second one? The only thing that I thought was that he swore, and maybe the linesman heard him, and the referee didn't, because it, it looked as if nothing happened between the yellow and the red. Like you're yeah. right. So I don't know if a linesman's just went, "Oh, did you hear that?" It's a pity didn't do that for the penalty incident. Uh, I mean, one 0 up a lot earlier. But Leisman seem to get involved when they feel like it, and I think that's a bit of a frustration. But Scott, I mean, second half for me, we were totally dominant. We thoroughly deserved the win. Do you see again the evolution of Rangers that we're more patient and we keep going till that final whistle this season? Yeah, I do. Also, yeah, obviously being patient, but I do also believe having no fans in the stadium has also kind of helped as well patience because you've all seen it at Ibrox in a way. If we're not, if we're now now or one nil down or drawing, it can get we can get frustrated in the stands. And we we were all getting frustrated I presume watching it in a house. 
but we know the players have sort of evolved to be more patient with the on the ball rather than just shooting whenever they can or make, making that quick pass when they should take a touch and look about. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I could argue both points. You know, I think definitely think that we played more controlled football with no fans, but, you know, I'm just thinking from a fan point of view how good that would have been to be in that stadium last night. Yeah. Even Wilf wouldn't have bothered with the drive up the road after that goal going in, would you, Wilf? Believe me, Derek, after, after a year of no football, I'm never complaining about the drive up the road again. Not no, you, you, maybe you'll even stay to 95th minute at Ibrox and sit in that traffic, Wilf, you never know. I always, always stay till the very end. Always stay till the very end. what the traffic's like. So, Graham, I mean... Uh, I've celebrated a lot of goals this season, but last last night was a bit of relief for me. I was almost, I wasn't almost in tears. I was having a wee cry to myself in my living room, but it's been constant pressure. It feels as if it's been kind of lifted a wee bit now. Not fully, but mostly. I mean, it was a great feeling when that goal went in. How do you see the weekend going? Do you think we're going to win it this weekend? I thought we'll win on Saturday. I'm very confident of that. And I did think last night was the game that the hardest at the three for me, in my opinion. So we've got that out of the way. Uh, so we're in Saturday, and I think Dundee United will get something Sunday, and I think it'll be over. I can't see them allowing us to win it on their park. So what about you? What about you, Scott? Do you fancy it to be done this weekend, or do you think we'll go to the, to the Celtic game? Yeah, I fancy to win it. I do. Much like Graham, I do fancy to win it the weekend against it wrong and then I do fancy Lauren Shackland and Nicky Clark to do something against their backline because their backline is by far the weakest point and I'd back they two to create chances and score goals against that two, two Rangers fans as well yeah. so I'd imagine I mean put me up front against Celtic and I'd find that extra 10% to be honest now Wolf, do you think we'll win it this weekend? I do yeah I do I think that we'll expect us to beat St Mum. Um, I'm a, I'm, there's a little bit in the back of my mind saying that we're all too confident in beating St Mirren so it's, it's, that's the sort of games you have to watch and the other side of that is also that everybody's expecting Dundee United to take something off of them and again that doesn't usually happen when you're expecting it but I can't as Graham says I can't see them wanting us to win to win the league on their, on their patch on the 21st yeah. and they're not good enough to stop us at least getting a point because that's all we would need is a point they're not good enough <laughs> To beat us, and they'd have to beat us to take it any further. Definitely so, agree. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they'll take a dive at Tannerice, but I, I, I don't. I don't think they'll get up for it enough. I mean, Dundee United are scrapping for, for the top six, mm-hmm. whereas they've got nothing to play for. They're, they're second because Hibs and Aberdeen are shite. They'll never catch them. They're not catching us, so they've got nothing to play for. So if I can't see. Sure. On you go, get him. I was going to say, if they play anything like they did against us, Ibrox and the one that uh, Tannadice with the Tavernier uh, free kick, I think they'll, they're good enough to they at least get a point against Celtic. Yeah. I mean, I, Celtic only I, scored I, the last minute winner against them last time up at Tannadice, wasn't it? I'm sure it was about five minutes I, to go. Dundee United played very well against them, Tannadice, about four or five games in. And I backed them, and I think Celtic have got worse since then, so, and, I, and I think Dundee United getting better. So I back. Sunday night to get some. Well, I suppose we'll soon see. It's just magnificent. We're talking about wrapping up this title in March, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I could I could get used to this every year. Um, so I I just want to move on to um, 
one of my favourite players that we've got, one of Gerard's first acquisitions, certainly the first player that he that he highlighted that he needed, and that was Connor Goldson. He made his 150th appearance last night for the club. And what's more remarkable for me, it's his 60th consecutive appearance last night. Now, Wolf, um, that is unbelievable. I mean, I can't remember a player, too many players in my time doing that. He's just Mr. Consistent, isn't he? The, guy, the guy's just a machine. I mean, he never seems to get injured. Anytime he, he does get a knock, he shrugs it off. He's... You know, he's just—he's he's an incredible foot—he's an incredible football player. When you consider when we signed him, he played something like sixteen games in three years because of his his heart problems and all the all the other bits and pieces that he had. Uh, I think, as I've said before, that'll benefit him as his career goes on because he won't have the miles in the legs, so he'll probably last mm-hmm. a bit longer at the back end of his career. But I mean, the fact that the man's played one hundred and fifty games in. in but it's basically a relatively short space of time for us. I mean, he's, he's hardly missed a game since he came at the club. He's played every single second we played in Europe under Steven Gerrard. It's just, it's absolutely incredible for one man, particularly a centre-half. Yeah. Because it also his discipline because he's not been suspended. Yeah, I mean... You know, you've got to look at... Sorry, Wolf. Sorry, Wolf. I'm trying to guess your internet's absolutely terrible. Do you know that? Like, I'm like... Every t- I know I said this in the ad podcast. I don't want to repeat myself, but so you try to guess when you're stopping. It's the hardest thing I've had to do in my life. And I've got five kids, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, sorry, Wolf. So, go, go, Graham, he's just, I mean, we've spoke about him at length on podcast previously. He's got the captain's armband on last night. He's just, Gerard can trust him, as I suppose what I'm getting at. Do you see him get on to make another 150 appearances? I, no, I don't see nothing stopping it, mate, I. Yeah. Well, like about him, you can see him, he's adding bits to his game every time as well. He's getting better on the ball. The, the diagonal, everything. He's just so you can see he's working hard in the training pitch as well, and that's the kind of players you want at Rangers, and especially uh, now that we're back where we are. Uh, he's been a big part of it and consistency, and uh, just he's getting better every day. Scott, uh, consistency. We keep saying consistency, consistency. What do you see as his key attributes? What does he bring to the table? He's a very good leader from the back. I think he's improved on massively from last season. And he's cut out all the stupid mistakes as well. Like the last game we lost, the Hamilton game, we gave away the goal. And then the last game we get beat by them. Ibrooks, he gave away the goal. Really, I think he laid it to Edward who scored a timeline. But he's cut. He's, I can't remember him making a mistake this season. And it's just that one consistency. He's just a machine. Especially after what Will said about heart problems. But he's not been injured in 60 odd games. is unbelievable, really. Well, I'm going to touch on that and bring take this question to Wolf on his mistakes. Now, I've been a massive Conor Golson fan since he walked through the door. He's, he's been our best centre-half by pff, the length of Soccer Hall Street, right? People used to love Katic and they'd love um, and love how he played because he was raw and he was brave. For me, Golson made mistakes because Katic and Wurl and the likes were so far out of position, Conor Golson almost had to play the both centre-half spots at times. So now that Holanda has joined the team and Balogun is up the level as well. For me, Conor Golson is thriving because he was always, it was always Conor Golson and someone else and that was always the case. But he would come under a bit of stick. Do you think that um, Holanda and Balogun have really helped him kick on this year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he, he, trusts, he trusts them. It's not just, it's a settled back four as well. You know, it's, it's the fact that his full backs more or less have been the same all the way through as well. And, he, he trusts everybody that's around about him. He's got a great goalkeeper behind him. 
the whole the whole the whole squad seem to trust themselves trust themselves and each other. And I think Goldson knows that if he if he steps up because he likes a wee run forward, if he steps up, there's going to be somebody covering him. If he goes forward, for example, Stephen Davis is going back to cover him, you know, and he or or Helander will make sure that he's there because he doesn't really like charging forward. And I think there's there's more there's more trust in him, so he's he's concentrating more on his own game rather than like you said, trying to think, well, what's Joe Orrell going to do, mm-hmm. you know, or what's Big Katic going to do here? Am I going to have to bail, bail them out of this? I mean, it used to be, but in his early days with the club, you, you were hoping his mistake would be early and he'd get away with it because he was making a mistake again or it, it was perceived he was making a mistake again. But that, as you say, I think that's more to do with the quality that was round about him. But now we've got a, a settled back four. He's absolutely thriving on it. Do you, Scott, do you think that um, the mistakes that, sorry, Graham, I'll come to you with this one. Do you think that, you know, we've mentioned that he only played 16 games in a number of seasons. Do you think the mistakes at the start were just a bit of rustiness and now he's got these games under his belt, he's actually, you know, performing on a consistent basis? It could be, mate, I It definitely could be, because I can remember, I can't remember who it was that said, it was either uh, Gerard or Michael Beale, I think, says, uh, even with the cup games against Falkirk and that, he wasn't one dropped because he's got time to make up for all these heart problems and that. And that's what I like as well. So he just wants to play every single minute, every game. But his mistakes, he can he definitely could blame it on rustiness. And he's just getting into that consistency level now, where obviously there'd go be less and less, which helps us. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I think he's making up for lost time. I can see that in him. Um, so Scott, with that, do you think he's got one more move in him? I know we don't want him to leave Rangers, but I'd imagine I'd imagine Connor's got a maybe a maybe he's not, but I'm, I'm talking for him here. Maybe he's got an ambition to right some wrongs in the Premier League. Do you think he's got another move in him? Maybe, but he's been like I saw he's been heavy like West Ham a couple of times, and now obviously doing very well down south. But I don't think he'd want to leave us this summer. Cause I think the boys desperate playing the Champions League, and obviously we're guaranteed Champions League football at this point. So I can see maybe staying for one more season and then maybe going back down south, as you said, to write some Premier League wrongs. Yeah, it, it just depends. I mean, he's got he's he's only twenty. I was just checking there. I was listening to you, Scott. I was just checking. I'd lost his page the way he was. So he's he's twenty eight. He's not twenty nine until December. So he's just mm-hmm. turned twenty eight. So for me, if he's a centre half and he's missed that football, and if he's um as fit as we all think he is, which he seems to be over all his problems. He's probably got another, what, six, seven years, possibly, the way he plays. I mean, he, he's not as if he's, he's Rolls Royce for me sometimes. He doesn't really bust a gut because his, his positional sense is so good. So, I mean, I hope we get him for another couple of years because he's he's a really a, a linchpin for us now. Wolf, Connors, Colson, obviously our centre-half. Davis is our centre-midfielder. Morelos is our striker. And McGregor's our goalie. How important has that spine been this season for our success? Oh, it's it's very. I mean, they always say this spine of a team's vital, but I mean the whole the whole team's been important to our success this year. The whole the whole squad, they're playing as a team. They know, you know, the to to me the the telling thing to me is players are getting are getting rotated out if like or get or getting left out, and they're just getting on with it. They're not complaining if they're on the bench. They're they're coming on and they're doing their job. Minyaris uh, Hadji's probably the, the unluckiest player just now because he's he played well on Thursday didn't get, didn't get a game last night because of the mm-hmm. way we played didn't, yeah. he didn't get on at all and he'll just get up oh, if he has to play on Saturday he'll come in and play because they do it for the team they do it for each other uh, I mean yeah the, sp- the, sp- the spine's important and to me I mean well 
three, there's three of them we need to get contracts for in the summer. I mean, Morelos is on a long con long contract anyway, so if he stays, that's not an issue. Uh, McGregor and Davis, they're out of contract. I'd get them signed up, but I believe that the, there's deals there if they want them, because neither of the two of them are particularly spring chickens. And the Goldson thing, he's only got a year left, I think. So I'd be getting him signed up on a three or four year contract. Give him the shot at the Champions League that, as Scott says, he's probably desperate for. And then if he wants to leave the following summer, leaves with their blessing, two championship medals, a Europa League medal, Champions League winner's medal, fantastic, let him go. Oh, that's that. I mean, that, that's the that's a nirvana <laughs> for any player, isn't it? But the, do you think that we need to, well, obviously we need to protect our assets, Scott, and, and Goldson is it's certainly one of them. I mean, we bought him for three and a half million. You're talking minimum 10 for me, mm. if we get him on that further deal. So, I mean, Will's touched on it, it's got to be the key the key thing as soon as we get this league wrapped up to tie these people up yeah yeah definitely in terms of we've uh, so I think most of our core sort of late 20s like your Tadra Goldson's Mr Davis a bit older and then at Ryan Jack I think most of them are your late 20s so I think on, they've only got sort of two or three more year left at their peak so we get their peaks out of them and then maybe let them on in two or three years I think that's the most important thing yeah, I mean, that should be the plan is to get these people long term. So we can probably afford to lose one, maybe two this summer. And I think it will naturally happen. Don't ask me to name who, but I just think the business model dictates now that we know we'll probably need to sell someone. But Connor Golson for me, Graham's just not one of them. I think he'd be too hard to replace. Do you agree with that? Uh, it'll be definitely hard to replace, mate. What I'm beginning to think as well is, see, like maybe six months to a year ago, I was thinking that, a wee bit of success in the team, they'd maybe want to go down south and for the, like a, a bigger uh, league and stuff like that. But what I'm seeing now is the players are loving it and I think that might make them want to stay, but just because they feel settled, happy, they love the fans, the, everything about Rangers. So hopefully that, they've got the bug and they might even see them for longer as well. Fingers well, crossed, mate. It's, it's, sorry, Derek. It's not just, it's oh, not just that. I mean, it's the... It's the chance, as we've been saying, that they know now they've got a chance of getting Champions League football. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could move any any one of our top players could move to a club in the Premiership for a lot of money, right? But how many of them are going to go to a top four team and get Champions yeah. League football? Uh, exactly. You know, and if they get a decent a decent season in the Champions League, that get that maybe gets them to move to the top four four club where they get more Champions yeah. League football. Yeah, I, I think the only one at the moment could maybe get in a top four is uh, the way he plays is Glenn Kamara for me. Uh, uh, just, just, just because the way he plays, he's totally tailor made for that top end Premiership, boring slow style, shall we say? <laughs> um, but for me too, we mentioned his attributes earlier on, Connor Golson. But for me, it's communication because obviously there's been no fans in, so you get to hear if you listen to the, the most of the, the kind of replays that Rangers do without the without the kind of fan noise coming through Sky and you always hear Gordon Golson he's so vocal it's unbelievable and what I love about him he's always the first to celebrate a goal uh, it doesn't matter if he's uh, at the halfway line and Morelos has broke away himself even the goal at Aberdeen Connor Golson was still the first guy to congratulate him and it's a testament to Gerard for getting that instilled in Connor because he's not he's not a Rangers man you know what I mean He's from south of England. He would, he would not have heard about others, of course. But he now, for me, is playing like a Rangers fan within that team. And Gerard's made the whole team like that. And I'm sure McGregor and Davis and Jack and, 
all the Rangers fans about the, about the place have instilled that in them. But for me, the, the players that are mem- remembered the most are the ones that end up like a fan. And for me, I can see Conor Golson, you know, being like Terry Butcher for a while. I know he kind of changed a bit towards him, but like Mark Haitley and stuff, always coming back to the club and being a part mm-hmm. of it. And he deserves this league title more than anyone. Now, as I say, I'll move on for Conor Golson and we'll now speak about the Scottish Cup restart. Wilf, Scottish Cup has been a fantastic tournament for Rangers in the past, hopefully still in the future. How happy are you we're going to get a chance to win a double this year? Well, I'm delighted to see it back. I mean, it's the oldest cup competition in the world and it would be it would be a shame if it, if they couldn't get it played. I would understand if they couldn't get it played. But, I mean, like you say, it's a great great chance to win another trophy. We could do we could do with winning a cup. Because, okay, winning the league's fantastic, but we should have won a cup before now. Mm. You know, so we, so we could, we yeah. could do it. We're doing it. And it also, it's, it'll also help us if, the longer we stay in Europe because it's going to plug, it's plugging fixture gaps. I mean, it was looking like we were going to have three or four weeks with no games between between the game at the end midden and then the first game after the split. You know, but now the Scottish Cup's filled in, filled in two or three of those weekends, which means if we stay in the Cup, we're going to be playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, if we stay in Europe as well, obviously, which which is great because the team seem to thrive playing games every couple of days. You know, the, the performances drop off a little bit when they've got that break for whatever for whatever reason. Yeah, and just so we're aware, I'm going to ask you your favourite Scottish Cup moment in about five minutes, so everybody get their thinking hats on. Scott, you're a bit younger than us, so you might struggle a bit, mate, so just get your <laughs> thinking hat on. Um, I know Scott. No Scots already. Aye, so I'll just I'm coming back to that, but get your thinking hats on. So Graham, are you pleased it's back? It's a chance to win another trophy, isn't it? I'm pleased it's back, mate. Just for the sake of Will says there, uh, the pugs a gap, so we don't have to go weekends without watching Rangers. <laughs> so that's what I'm pleased about most. Uh, and then also chance to win the cup, and it'd be great for the players to do a double and cement them more as legends. Just, just that's it. So Scott, we've got to be favourites for this competition, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, surely. And uh, what I was going to say about the Scottish Cup come back is I'm pretty, I was looking at the pictures last night and I saw that the two, I think the second and third round are within the international break. So that'll get, I think, especially Cove Rangers game and potentially getting the next round after that. It depends on, it gives the young players a chance to get a game as well, which is massive for their development. When it's, I seen it our game, so I was going to touch on the dates um, anyway. So the third round versus Cove is the third of April. Um, when are the Scot- When is Scotland's qualifiers? Uh, sorry, when is club- Scotland friendly? Sorry. Oh no, I think they're the end of March. So I think. No. So where are we? Just checking this. I can't find the Scotland. So there we go. So no, we're actually okay. So they play the thirty first. So you're right. The mid, the, the second round is on that Tuesday night. Okay. So there's a couple of second round ties that still be played. But when Rangers right. play on the third, the last Scottish game is on the thirty first of March. So we should have a full squad for Cove. Scott, your your point's valid. <laughs> I think we will play a, a couple of younger, youngsters in that game. Um, but you know, at least we'll be full strength. It comes on to a nice subject there, Wilf about Cove. Um, up your neck of the woods, etc. Um, a manager that I don't, would probably don't have time for, but he's um, they've not played, and they, that's scheduled to be their first game. Now that might change, and they'll need to test for it as well. Uh, obviously, they're a, a part-time club, etc. I think still, um, but they'll have to test. I mean, we should be going there, go, taking them eyebrows and you know giving them a good going over, shouldn't we? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good 
Yeah, we should be, we should be, I mean, irrespective of if, even if this was in not in, in normal times, without without the COVID and them playing every week and stuff like that, we should still be turning them over. I mean, I've I've watched COVID a few times because I, I like watching football. Like you say, it's just up the road, and they're not mm. a bad side. Yeah, Hartley's got Hartley's got them playing well. They've got some some decent players in there because they've been bankrolled quite a lot. So they've got players that are too good for that level. Uh, I mean, Fraser Edwards. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's not. Until he was sacked. Aye. He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> aye, yeah. Uh, I, I was actually talking. I was actually talking to him the day the day that he got the sack, walking down Springfield Road. But that's another. That's yeah. another story. Um, so I mean, they've got some decent players that have played at a fairly decent level. But we should be we should be looking to take care of Cove in a fairly straightforward manner. Yeah, um, Graham, I want. I want to. You want to win this trophy, of course, and you want. I'm always a big fan of getting the easiest route possible to the final. You don't need to be a hero. I always say that. But I mean, I want Celtic in the next round. That would be a great tie. Just get them at Ibrox, get them in the next round, get them out, and hopefully go and win the trophy. That'd be amazing, mate. That would be. I do know what else to add to that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So if Scott, if, do you think? Do you think they'll still be in? Well, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't even know who they're playing. But I can't remember. Anyway, so okay. hopefully, hopefully not. I mean, I'm, again, don't need to be a hero. We don't need to put them out. I don't care who puts them out. That's um, the bell. I think they've got. That's the bell. That's all. I think. I'm not sure. I know. I'm not sure. I don't it's somebody in the lower leagues, anyway. But as I say, it gives us an opportunity to go and win the double. All good Rangers teams. Won the league, but they also won the cups as well. Right. You know, it's um, it's the, it's the, it's the making of a squad, and big winning trophies becomes a habit. You know, if you can get one, you want two, and then usually it leads on to more because we don't want fifty five to be, you know, a pie in the sky oh, here. We want to we have fifty six, fifty seven, fifty eight right. before MDLs else wins something else. So for me, a Scottish cup is massive um, to get that under the belt. Now the finals, uh, Scots on the twenty second of May. Again, maybe from your age, you've not had many of these in the last 10, 10 years or so, 15 years, but it's a great way to end the season, isn't it, if you're in that Scottish Cup final? A hundred percent. Especially if we win it, it gets momentum for next season, which is massive, because we've got to start next season hot. So, obviously, carry momentum on to win the league and win the Cup. And just carry, just carry on like a machine that we've been this season, just carrying yeah. that on over the summer. That's that winning machine. That's what we're becoming now. Now we want to be a trophy winning machine. Definitely, that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Now, Graham, I'll give you a couple of minutes. What's your favourite Scottish Cup moment involving Rangers? Uh, it's Brian Lowdrop's performance against Harps. That's my favourite. 1996. Was uh, that? 5-1. 5-1. Five, 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 one. Five, one. Uh, I was at that game. Brilliant. I wasn't at the game, but I can remember. I got the news strip either that morning or the, the day before. And just remember, sunshine, me and my dad, and my next door neighbour, old Amy. <laughs> yeah, she was Ranger staff. She, she's no longer with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, dancing at the, the front garden. It was, uh, unbelievable performance for Loudrop that day. Absolutely, bro. I was only 10 years old. But what, what I had to say, my dad managed to get me a ticket by hooker by crook, and I was ended up about three sections away from him, just jumping about with strangers 10 years of age. But it was <laughs> different times back then, wasn't it? Uh, Scott, well, if I'm saving you to last, mate, because you've seen you've seen a bit more than the rest, so I'm hoping that you're going to pull one out that I've not fought. But Scott, what's your favourite Scottish Cup moment involving Rangers? First one that springs to mind is obviously loving Cranston last minute. Yeah, win the cup 
Barry Ferguson free kick as well, thanks to mine. But one that I was I was kind of young, so I don't really remember much for that. The one I remember the most is Nat Grove's volley against Falkirk just yeah. after half time. Two thousand and nine was that, I think. Yeah. I turned I turned nine. I forty five degrees that day. Roasting it, boy, it sucked off half time and overawed it. But <laughs> That's right. That's right. What a goal. He just came on his sub as well, Novo. And right. he just turned the throw in and he just scored right after half time because we were struggling that day. What a right. goal that was. Right, Wolf. Well, first a- of all, I'm surprised because I thought Scott was going to say 2016 semi final, but as his Scottish Cup moment, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I my favourite Scottish Cup moment, I agree with Scott, is the Loving Clans in, two, in 2002. Last minute, I was right behind the goal. It was just, as the youngsters say these days, it was limbs, it was scenes, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> but one of my one of my best memories of the Scottish Cup, and this will this will show you how old I am. I wasn't at the game. It was 1978. Rangers beat Aberdeen 2-1. And the thing I remember most about the game, it's not any of the goals. It's the fact that when Aberdeen scored, well, it's sort of it's when Aberdeen scored, Peter hanging on the bar. Rangers goalie, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, looking back at the, the old games, well, I think we went 2 nothing up and somebody scored for Aberdeen, it might have been Drew Jarvey. And as McCloy's trying to get the ball, he ended up swinging on the bar and it's just one of the funniest things I've ever mm-hmm. seen. And that was in the Scottish, that was in the Scottish Cup final. But for my, for my best moment, it's got to be Loving Khan scoring again last minute. It was just, yeah. that, that was just something else. Aye, again, I was 16 when that happened. It was uh, edged in the memory, I think it was the first one I managed to get a bottle of Mad Dog after, so that's really in there. But my, I've, my favourite, I've, I've got a favourite moment, and it was the Barry Ferguson goal in that game, the free kick. I mean, it just turned the whole game on its head. And uh, we obviously, Loving Cran's done what he'd done about 15 minutes later, but that was the turning point in the game. And it, what a goal from probably one of my favourite players growing up. Uh, my favourite game was when the Orange Cup final against Aberdeen. And because for a bit of personal... Um, I was grounded because I got caught dog in school on a Friday and uh, I didn't know I was allowed to go up until quarter to two when my dad said, right, move, we're going to get the bus. So I enjoyed every minute of that because I wasn't, I didn't think I was getting to go and I didn't get bought the new Holland top as a, as a punishment, oh, that was my well. punishment. Yeah. And just for context, you literally need to kill someone to miss a football game in my my house and I nearly, I nearly did so for, for personal reasons, uh, it's that game, but... We've had some great memories, and 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 Wolf, how confident are you? Will make will make even better memories in the twenty second of May. I'll just take it a game at a time. Let's let's put Kobe, <laughs> let's put Kobe out the way. Let's put Kobe out the way first. Because cup, well, cup football, cup football, you can you can you can be playing nobody and just have a fucking bad look. Look at the going back to our only defeat this season. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. we we went into that supremely confident, playing great football. We should have made the floor with St Mern. We didn't turn up in the beat three two. You could get that in the Scottish Cup. I don't think we will, but I didn't think that would happen at New St Mern Park. So you just don't know. I'd love to think twenty second of May we'll be, we'll be there celebrating celebrating a double, looking at the final leg of a treble in Gdansk a few days later. <laughs> you never, you just never know. You never know. Oh, no. Well, if you've went from using phrases like scenes to ruining my mood there, we talked about the St. Mern game. Only you can manage to take me through that range of emotions in 30 seconds. So thanks for that. That's Scott, I'm here. Oh, you're, you're, you're definitely a great leveller for everyone. You're, you're, you're worth that, Wolf. I'll give you that for nothing. Now, Scott, May 22nd, is James Tavernier lifting that trophy? Yeah. 
I'll move on. Off, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm normally a pessimistic type. Go because uh, if I get my hopes up and then I then I can be disappointed, but I'll get my hopes up. Yeah, we'll win it. Good, Graham. Yes, no, maybe. I can see him lifting it. Good. Fingers crossed. Right, with that, we'll move on to the St Mon preview on on Saturday. So we're back to back to Ibrox on Saturday. Uh, we're playing against St Mon as Wolf has just mentioned. The only team um, to beat us domestically. To meet to be us at all of this season. That sounds absolutely amazing. That then I'll say that again. St. Man, the only team to beat us this season. Um, we're playing Ibrooks 3 p.m. on Saturday. What football's all about? We're four points away from the title. Graham, do you see it being a comfortable afternoon for Rangers? I think we need to dig out. I can see us get, uh, starting very strong. I and I think if it, as long as we get that early goal, then it'll be comfortable. But it starts strong, uh, and I think. It'll probably be the same team that played against Livingston. That's coming, mate. That's coming. Just oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, they'll be ready to start strong and then we'll get the early goal and then it could be anything, two, three, four. Uh, I'm pretty confident. Well, Graham touched on a lovely point there about starting well. Now, I can't remember the last time we started well. Uh, maybe, maybe Ross County. So do you think that, I mean... We went on Saturday, Celtic can only match our points. So for me, this is uh, up there with a the clincher. We've got to start well, haven't we? Scott, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> I just start well. Because last time, because Sunday United didn't start well. McGregor did fill us at home. And then game for that, we haven't started at all. Kelly, we didn't start well. So we need to start well, get the box, get an early goal, and then see it out 3 3 now, 4 now. Goodwin's got St Mern playing well. Um, Wolf. So on Saturday, it's important we take the game to them. I mean, how important is it to get that good start that we've been mentioning? Yeah, Derek, as the, as the lads were saying, it's vitally important that we start really well. I mean, we haven't started particularly well since the Ross County game. Uh, and we need to go at it out the blocks. I mean, if you look at look back to the Livingston game last night, when it was still nil-nil, uh, McGregor was charging about like a, like a madman, grabbing the ball, getting the game restarted in a hurry because he knows he's desperate to win this title and he knows how important it was to score a goal. So I fully expect he'll have the entire team completely fired up to come out on Saturday. So I reckon we'll come out of there like an express train and just run right, run, run all over the top the of them. game we've touched on is that the dream, isn't it? Just come out like a train and hit St Mon. St Mon have got points to play for as well. They've got a fight for the top six. So... I expect them to be up for it, but we've we've got to be more than more than them up for it more uh, than them, haven't we? I got to be, mate. I think uh, the players see if they come out and start well and get a goal, two goals up. See the way they'll be able to just enjoy the rest of the game, knowing what's going, where, where it means when the final whistle goes. Uh, they'll be able to enjoy it and take it all in. So it's on them to start well and get it done. Aye. Aye. So I mean that. Squat, and I don't know about you, but I would be loving to give that team talk before the game. Gerard's this is where you shouldn't need a team talk, but you know, there's most some of the most important things are said in these moments. What what message would you be given if you were Stephen Gerard for the day? Just go out and like boys were saying, just go out and enjoy it. You know what's gonna happen if you play to your best, you know what you're gonna get at the end of the whistle, you know what you're gonna get at the end of the season if you finish this game well. Start well, go get a couple of goals, and then just as they were saying, just enjoy, just enjoy the game. 
And I'd also let Alan McGregor give the team talk more than Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> I don't know if Alan McGregor knows a lot, enough words to put that across. You know, he's a winner and I love him. But no, you, you probably end up getting them two wound up and they'd end up getting sent off in the first 10 minutes if you let McGregor do the team talk. He's a lunatic. But I'd be telling them they've got a chance, chance to be heroes this next couple of weeks. You know, we're going to remember this team for, for many, many years. This team that's brought us success for after 10 years in the doldrums and and I can't explain. I'm getting goosebumps saying this. Like, you know, if Gerard and, and that thinks he's a, a hero at Liverpool, just wait to what he's going to be. Um, come hopefully a couple of weeks' time at Rangers. For me, he's um, he's uh, he's going to achieve more legendary status here than he has at Hanfield, and he, I don't think he's quite ready for that. Um, but he's, um, I mean, I, I just can't wait for. Him. I'm just getting excited now. Wolf, we can nearly reach and touch it now, but we've got to take this opponent seriously on Saturday. Um, they've already beat us as we've said we've got to stick to the game plan that's key isn't it yeah of course it is but they've been doing that, they've been doing that all season I mean they haven't let us down all season that that game in December apart and even then it was I mean it was you could, you could argue the team selection was wrong but I mean at least they, they didn't just roll over and die you know they got it wrong towards the end when we pulled it back to 2-2 late on and didn't manage the game out well but they've sorted that They've learned from that mistake. They've, they've seen games out. And, I mean, going back to the point you were saying about, you know, it, it making them heroes, if any of them doubted how much this means to Rangers as a football club and the support in general, last night tells them how much it, mean, it meant because they even made a point of going and applauding the supporters that had turned up outside in a freezing cold, dark Wednesday night. And they are sending nowhere. You know, just to stand, not see the game because you can't see anything from that corner just to be there to support the team. you know, And they appreciated that because they went and applauded at the end of the game, so they knew they were there. So any of those players that doubted for a second that this isn't the most important thing they'll ever do in their careers, would have, the doubt would have gone last night. And they'll want, to put, they'll want to put that away. And if I'm doing the team talk on Saturday, all I'm telling them is, look, go out there, win this game, and you will never, ever have to buy a drink in Glasgow, in fact, most places in Scotland, ever again. No, I'm sure you'll see them all right in Aberdeen, both if they ever come up there, wouldn't they? Absolutely. I'd see, I'd, see, I'd see them all right, supposing they got relegated. Once, once a ranger, always a ranger for me. That's that bit. It's, uh, we're on the cusp of a monumental title squad. It's important that we keep the head. You know, we, we be aggressive the right way and, and go and take the game with St Mun and hopefully we'll be too good. Do you agree that if, you know, you know, if we don't get that early goal, you know, do we just keep plodding away? I like <clears throat> Or like we did last night, Wednesday night against Levy, we didn't get the early goal, we didn't start well, but we just kept going along and eventually get the win. And I think well, I think last night definitely a harder game than St Mum will be. I think we'll have a better team than St Mum. So and obviously we I think if we play to our best, we should have too much for St Mum. It's a good team. I like Jim Goodwin, but we should hundred percent win. Graham, just just on the team itself, then we looked to me like we went strongest available last night. Um, do you see the same? You've already mentioned it, so I'll let you have your, your further uh, moment here. So you've already told us, but do you see? I think it'll be the same team on Saturday. I think so, mate. I I think uh, that team I think suits everybody well. I, I like a rebo further up one and gives like Kamara Davis and Arfield. They suit each other well. And I think it's good enough to go and get the, the three points as well. Scott, do you see it being the same team, or can you see any foresee any changes? 
Arsenal see Hadrius up for Arfield because I think he wants to save Arfield for the European game. I think Arfield's better in, in Europe compared to the league. So I think we need more steel in the middle part. And I don't know if Jack will be back for the European game. So and I'll play Arfield just to back from a big injury. So I can see maybe Hadrius start in the middle part and maybe Arfield and bench. But if it's that same theme, I wouldn't complain. Probably you're both same team. Or are you making any changes? I would go with the same team, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me as Scott says if Arfield dropped out. But if Arfield drops out, what I would expect him to do is, is put a rebo back into midfield and stick Scott Wright out, mm-hmm. out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd quite like just to see just Scott Wright space, just to, to get in behind him. Um, but I don't think that'll happen. I, I do expect the same team as last night. I, I think it'll be the same team. I think Hadji will be kept. I'm going to just totally contradiction. Contradiction your debut spot, apologies. But I'm going to think, think that Hadji's going to be kept in court move for Thursday night. Um, I think he's made for the European game. Um, so I think, I think that'll get him. You know, I would love to see Scott Rygar start. Graham, he's been really impressive, hasn't he? he, he probably, his sub appearance have probably deserved him a start, you know, I think so. I Graham. think so, mate. I, uh, every game he's come on, he's been positive. His passes are always forward. He's finding a Plenty of pockets of space, and also won the penalty in uh, the European game. I it's a start's not far away, but I don't think it'll be uh, Saturday. Well, you you've been impressed with Scott Wright, I take it, yeah. I like I like him. Came on his debut, Hamilton away. Obviously, I think it's probably a worst performance of the season, Hamilton away. He was just a bright Scott, thought he'd done away, and then he won a penalty against Antwerp. That obviously Etten scored. And I think he's done very well for that. So I think he's 100% deserved to start. And if he's that the weekend, I would not complain whatsoever. I guess what's well, great. It's just great to have options, isn't it? You know, with, especially with the roof and Jack out, we're still, that's probably two starters for me and your strongest available. You've, you've, you've really got great options here. We're not really weakened a great deal. Now, Wilf, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. You'll probably just say it's all about Rangers, but do you see St. Mon posing any specific threat on Saturday? All about Rangers. Okay, thanks for that, Graham. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> do you see any the positive anything at all? Well, for you, just confident. But the, the only the only cause is a threat if we let if we let them play football. If we stoop to their level, if we play our game, pass the ball about, which we couldn't do at Livingston because of that stupid carpet that they play on. <laughs> uh, just pa- pass the ball about, zip it about the way we can, the way we usually do at Ibrox with the huge big open spaces. And I don't foresee any problems from St. Mon. Well, any players we should be watching for for St. Mon? Anybody that's going to cause any issues? Uh, I like the big striker, Abika. I think he's a, he's a hold-up man. Yeah, ball, ball sticks to him well. And I can't remember the name of the winger. We've got another left midfielder. McAllister, I think his name is. He's a mm-hmm. quick player, but apart from that, I can't imagine it. Can't see much. Uh, although, although they do have former Rangers. Uh, keeper Jack Anik, who I thought, you know, I think's a good keeper. And if he's in form, then you never know. But we should have more enough to beat some man. Yeah, what about you, Graham? Andy, we should be worrying about, or you know, bothered about both us. <laughs> I liked the game when they beat us in the cup. I liked, I can't remember the boy's name, but it was a double barrel name. Yeah, it was in yeah. kind of the right midfield. Ah. He he played well against us. But what I think might cause a problem is. If they set up with that similar tactic, like they kind of man marked every player over the pitch. Uh, I said it on the review of the defeat, uh, 
it was quite similar about watching like a Bielsa's Leeds where they man mark everybody over the pitch. So mm-hmm. if, if Rangers can get the passing moving, everything's all uh, first touch is good and stuff like that. I don't see it causing any problems at Ibrox right enough. So I'm I'm confident. You've nailed that there for the man for man. I hope they do do it, Ibrox and Saturday mm-hmm. because if I'm a Rangers player and I'm going man for man to win a title, I'm beating them all every day of the week and twice yeah. on Sunday. You know, yeah. so I hope they do try that. I think Goodwin might be a wee bit more smarter than that than yeah. trying to win an individual battle against a, a team that's going for a league title. But I mean, fingers crossed he does because we'll run them yeah. all over the park. I've got no no worries about that if he takes that takes mm-hmm. that step. So, Scott debutant, your prediction. And your first goal scorer, please. And no one gets it right, mate. So you're actually under zero pressure here. Uh, I'll go 3 0. And I'll back a Rebo first goal scorer. Okay. Graham, prediction first goal scorer, please. 5 0. Yes. And first goal scorer, Ryan Kent. Take that all day long. Wolf. So one zero Rangers. Four. Four. Yeah. First goal scorer. Donald Goldson. Yeah, I would take that. I know she's 151st appearance, but I'd love that. Because <clears throat> uh, Morelos is saving himself for the 21st to get his first goal, the goal to hopefully win as the league. But anyway, I think we'll win 3 0, and I think we'll get a penalty by Barisic since the rest will feel sorry for us on Saturday after after Wednesday <laughs> well listen thanks very much for listening to the Friday edition podcast of the Rangers Rabble looking forward to Saturday's game hopefully by three, 5 o'clock on Saturday we are one point away from the title 55 and um, our first title in 10 years so thanks everyone Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.